0: Welcome to the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast. This is series two of the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast, which is a narration of the Majjhima Nikaya, the Middle Discourses of the Buddha. This episode is the fifth sutta of the Majjhima Nikaya. It's called the Anangana Sutta. It means unblemished. This sutta, as the title suggests, is about blemishes, or bad and unskillful wants or wishes and how to abandon them and develop an unblemished mind, free of the taints. This translation of the Anangana Sutta is by Bhikkhu Sajato and narrated by Solhana. The full text of the Sutta can be found on Sutta Central. This and other useful links can be found in the description below. The Anangana Sutta unblemished. So I have heard. At one time, the Buddha was staying near Savoti in Jeta's grove, Anathapindaka's monastery. There, Sariputta addressed the mendicants. Reverends, mendicants! Reverend, they replied. Sariputta said this. Mendicants, these four people are found in the world. What for? One person with a blemish doesn't truly understand, there is a blemish in me. But another person with a blemish does truly understand, there is a blemish in me. One person without a blemish doesn't truly understand, there is no blemish in me. But another person without a blemish does truly understand, there is no blemish in me. In this case, Of the two persons with a blemish, the one who doesn't understand is said to be worse, while the one who does understand is better. And of the two persons without a blemish, the one who doesn't understand is said to be worse, while the one who does understand is better. When he said this, Venerable Maha Moggallana said this to him, What is the cause, Reverend Sariputta, What is the reason why, of the two persons with a blemish, one is said to be worse and one better? What is the cause? What is the reason why, of the two persons without a blemish, one is said to be worse and one better? Reverend, take the case of the person who has a blemish and does not understand it. You can expect that they won't generate enthusiasm, Make an effort or rouse up energy to give up that blemish, and they will die with greed, hate and delusion, blemished with a corrupted mind. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or smithy covered with dirt or stains, and the owners neither used it or had it cleaned, but kept it in a dirty place. Over time, wouldn't that bronze dish get even dirtier and more stained? Yes, Reverend. In the same way, take the case of the person who has a blemish and does not understand it. You can expect that they will die with a corrupted mind. Take the case of a person who has a blemish and does understand it. You can expect that they will generate enthusiasm, make an effort, and rouse up energy to give up that blemish and they will die without greed, hatred and delusion, unblemished, with an uncorrupted mind. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or a smithy, covered with dirt or stains, but the owner used it and had it cleaned, and didn't keep it in a dirty place. Over time, wouldn't that bronze dish get cleaner and brighter? Yes, Reverend. In the same way, Take the case of the person who has a blemish and does understand it. You can expect that they will die with an uncorrupted mind. Take the case of the person who doesn't have a blemish but does not understand it. You can expect that they will focus on the feature of beauty, and because of that, lust will infect their mind, and they will die with greed, hate and delusion, blemished with a corrupted mind. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or smithy, clean and bright, and the owners neither used it or had it cleaned, but kept it in a dirty place. Over time, wouldn't that bronze dish get dirtier and more stained? Yes, Reverend. In the same way, take the case of a person who has no blemish and does not understand it. You can expect that they will die with a corrupted mind. Take the case of the person who doesn't have a blemish and does understand it. You can expect that they won't focus on the feature of beauty and because of that, lust won't infect their mind. And they will die without greed, hate and delusion, unblemished, with an uncorrupted mind. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or smithy, clean and bright, and the owners used it and had it cleaned. ...and didn't keep it in a dirty place. Over time, wouldn't that bronze dish get cleaner and brighter? Yes, Reverend. In the same way, take the case of the person who doesn't have a blemish... ...and doesn't understand it. You can expect that they will die with an uncorrupted mind. This is the cause. This is the reason why. Of the two persons with a blemish, one is said to be worse and one better. And this is the cause, this is the reason why, of the two persons without a blemish, one is said to be worse, and one better. Reverend, the word blemish is spoken of, but what is blemish a term for? Reverend, blemish is a term for the spheres of bad, unskillful wishes. It's possible that some mendicant might wish... If I commit an offence, I hope the mendicants don't find out. But it's possible that the mendicants do find out that the mendicant has committed an offence, thinking the mendicants have found out about my offence. They get angry and bitter. And that anger and that bitterness are both blemishes. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, If I commit an offence, I hope the mendicants accuse me in private, not in the middle of the Sangha. But it's possible that the mendicants do accuse the mendicant in the middle of the Sangha. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, If I commit an offence, I hope I'm accused by an equal, not by someone who is not an equal. But it's possible that someone who is not an equal accuses the mendicant. It's possible that some mendicant might wish Oh, I hope the teacher will teach the mendicants by repeatedly questioning me alone, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that the teacher will teach the mendicants by repeatedly questioning some other mendicant. It's possible that some mendicant might wish Oh, I hope the mendicants will enter the village for the meal putting me at the very front, not some other mendicant but it's possible that the mendicants will enter the village for the meal, putting some other mendicant at the very front. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, Oh, I hope that I alone get the best seat, the best drink, and the best alms food in the refectory, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that some other mendicant gets the best seat, the best drink, and the best alms food in the refectory. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, I hope that I alone give the verses of gratitude after eating in the refectory, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that some other mendicant gives the verses of gratitude after eating in the refectory. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, Oh, I hope that I might teach the Dhamma to the monks, nuns, laymen and laywomen in the monastery, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that some other mendicant teaches the Dhamma. It's possible that some mendicant might wish, Oh, I hope that the monks, nuns, laymen and laywomen will honour, respect, revere and venerate me alone, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that some other mendicant is honoured, respected, revered and venerated it's possible that some mendicant might wish, I hope I get the nicest robes, alms food, lodgings and medicines and supplies for the sick, not some other mendicant. But it's possible that some other mendicant gets the nicest robes, alms food, lodgings and medicines and supplies for the sick. Thinking, some other mendicant has got the nicest robes, alms food lodgings and medicines and supplies for the sick they get angry and bitter and that anger and that bitterness are both blemishes blemish is a term for these spheres of bad unskilful wishes suppose these spheres of bad unskilful wishes are seen and heard to be not given up by a mendicant even though they dwell in the wilderness in remote lodgings eating only alms food, wander indiscriminately for alms food, wear rag robes, and wear shabby robes, their spiritual companions don't honour, respect, revere and venerate them. Why is that? It's because these spheres of bad unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be not given up by that venerable. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or a smithy, clean and bright. Then the owners were to prepare it with the carcass of a snake, a dog or a human, cover it with a bronze lid and parade it through the marketplace. When people saw it, they'd say, My good man, what is it that you're carrying like a precious treasure? So they'd open the lid for people to look inside. But as soon as they saw it, they were filled with loathing, revulsion and disgust. Not even those who were hungry wanted to eat it, let alone those who had eaten. In the same way, when these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be not given up by a mendicant, their spiritual companions don't honour, respect, revere and venerate them. Why is that? It's because these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be not given up by that venerable. Suppose these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be given up by a mendicant. Even though they dwell within a village, accept invitations to a meal, and wear robes offered by householders, their spiritual companions honour, respect, revere, and venerate them. Why is that? It's because these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be given up by that venerable. Suppose a bronze dish was brought from a shop or smithy, clean and bright, and the owners were to prepare it with boiled fine rice with the dark grains picked out and served with many soups and sauces, cover it with a bronze lid and parade it through the marketplace. When people saw it, they'd say... My good man, what is it that you're carrying like a precious treasure? So they'd open up the lid for people to look inside. And as soon as they saw it, they were filled with liking, attraction and relish. Even those who had eaten wanted to eat it, let alone those who were hungry. In the same way, when these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be given up by a mendicant, Their spiritual companions honour, respect, revere and venerate them. Why is that? It's because these spheres of bad, unskillful wishes are seen and heard to be given up by that venerable. When he said this, Venerable Maha Moggallana said to him, Reverend Sariputta, a simile springs to mind. Then speak as you feel inspired, said Sariputta. Reverend, at one time I was staying right here in Rajagaha, the mountain fold. Then I robed up in the morning and, taking my bowl and robe, entered Rajagaha for for alms. Now at that time, Samiti, the cartwright, was planing the rim of a chariot wheel. The Ajivaka ascetic Panduputta, who used to be a cartwright, was standing by and this thought came to his mind. Oh, I hope Samiti the Cartwright planes out the crooks, bends and flaws in this rim. Then the rim will be rid of crooks, bends and flaws, and consist purely of the essential core. And Samiti planed out the flaws in the rim just as Panduputta thought. Then Panduputta expressed his gladness. He planes like he knows my heart with his heart. In the same way, There are those faithless people who went forth from the lay life to homelessness, not out of faith, but to earn a livelihood. They are devious, deceitful and sneaky. They are restless, insolent, fickle, scurrilous and loose-tongued. They do not guard their sense doors or eat in moderation, and they are not dedicated to wakefulness. They don't care about the ascetic life and don't keenly respect the training. They are indulgent and slack, leaders in backsliding, neglecting seclusion, lazy and lacking energy. They are unmindful, lacking situational awareness and immersion, with straying minds, witless and stupid. Venerable Sariputta plains their faults with this exposition of the teaching as if he knows my heart with his heart. But there are those gentlemen who went forth from the lay life to homelessness out of faith. They're not devious, deceitful and sneaky. They are not restless, insolent, fickle, scurrilous and loose-tongued. They guard their sense doors and eat in moderation. And they are dedicated to wakefulness. They care about the ascetic life and keenly respect the training. They're not indulgent or slack nor are they leaders in backsliding, neglecting seclusion. They're energetic and determined. They're mindful with situational awareness, immersion and unified minds. Wise, not stupid. Hearing this exposition of the teaching from Venerable Sariputta, they drink it up and devour it, as it were. And in speech and thought they say, It's good, sirs, that he draws his spiritual companions... Away from the unskilful and establishes them in the skilful. Suppose there were a woman or man who was young, youthful, and fond of adornments, and had bathed their head. After getting a garland of lotuses, jasmine, or liana flowers, they would take them in both hands and place them on the crown of the head. In the same way, those gentlemen who went forth from the lay life to homelessness out of faith say, It's good, sirs, that he draws his spiritual companions away from the unskillful and establishes them in the skillful. And so these two spiritual giants agreed with each other's fine words. If you've enjoyed listening to the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast, please subscribe via your favourite podcast player for easy access to future episodes and share this podcast with friends and family who may benefit from this easily accessible teaching If you'd like to find out more about the Buddha's Wisdom podcast or if you'd like to support this free distribution Dhamma project by making a one-off or recurring donation, follow the everydaydhamma.net link in the description below Thanks for listening May you all find happiness and peace Thank you.